0: For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 484. In today's podcast, my guest and I are deep diving how to overcome self-sabotage because ultimately you have realized self-sabotage is what's keeping you stuck. It's what's keeping you playing small. I love how he explains the subconscious mind and the importance of changing your stinking thinking. Learn how to imagine and become your best future self. Welcome to today's podcast interview. I brought on Dr. Vic Manzo. Dr. Vic, welcome.
1: Uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I know. We we had a very short pre-call because we speak the same language. I'm excited today. We're definitely talking subconscious mind, which I'm passionate about. A lot of people don't know and energy and all of that. But before we get started, please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do?
1: I recently just moved from Knox, to Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm originally from uh, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, I uh, I've been a chiropractor for the last twelve years. And about four years ago, um, through my own journey and 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 what I went through as a chiropractor, as a business owner, um, getting caught into the grind and hustle mentality and sacrifice, and listening to all the gurus out there, um, and getting tired of being burned out so much, I ended up. Um, shifting of what I did and, and started to depend on what I knew, which was neuroscience and like quantum physics and, and spirituality and um, universal laws and all these things that I encompass with mindset and subconscious mind and so forth. And I started to tap and realize that you can have effortless success, which was a very cool experience. And that's what kind of opened up the door for me to want to do coaching. So I started working with business owners while I was still a chiropractor. And then this year is the first year I've uh, gone full time into business and mindset coaching.
0: I find it interesting. We both follow our study, Dr. Joe Dispenza, but and I actually met a chiropractor at the gym this morning who's very much into this mindset piece and holistic. Why do you think chiropractors tend to have this sort of spirituality essence as well?
1: I think it depends on the chiropractor because we are a very diverse bunch, but the ones who understand like the roots of what chiropractic is, it is metaphysical. You know, we work on the we're really, we're really brain doctors more than anything. But when we look at what we really do, we express help the body express more consciousness so because energy flows through the nervous system and when you have an interference in that nervous system energy cannot flow properly consciousness cannot flow properly as well as it should and you can change the word to consciousness to light you can change that to life um, and this is why when you go to a chiropractor you can get adjusted and it can actually help enhance your overall health and your overall life because we're enhancing the expression of consciousness
0: pardon the interruption if this content is resonating with you please be sure to leave a five-star review I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming.
1: And so from that practical aspect of it, that's the element of really where chiropractic comes from. Um, Unfortunately, though, in today's era, it's been watered down and a lot of in the schools don't even touch the stuff. But it's it's these these are things that um, the the basis of what chiropractic really is.
0: Well, and, uh, you know, a lot of people I I love getting a chiro adjustment. It just feels good. However, to just get adjusted, to just focus on the body, I feel like is only the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah. I mean, chiropractic's not the end all be all, right? Because there's other things in our life. Like I always tell my patients all the time, like you can get adjusted. We're going to express content. We're going to do all these things and, and it's all going to, all this is going to work. But if you go home and just sit on a couch for the next eight hours and you have stinking thinking and you're going to eat uh, the most processed foods in the world and, uh, and whatnot. I'm sorry you're you're gonna that what I did is really not going to hold hold strength um it's not going to be able to make the changes or the, the implications of what it can do. but if we can come from a holistic perspective and which chiropractic is th- is that and we look at the person's life and try to help them and different aspects of it, that's when we can really come together and really maximize it. So I always call like chiropractic the maximizer and I always tell my patients like, if you do breath work or mindfulness type practices, well, you could do it and it's like a one X, but if you do it with chiropractic, it's like a two, three, or four, same thing for eating right, moving right. And so forth, because chiropractic always enhances the body to adapt better to one's environment. And so, but yeah, but you can't, it's not the end all be all, uh, I'll say that 100% for sure.
0: It's a part of the whole. But I love how you just said stinking thinking. So can we get more into the neuroscience and the subconscious mind part of our reality and living?
1: Yeah. What part do you want to go to? Help help direct me a little bit. All (laughs) All of it. How much time do we
0: have here? (laughs) All day. For somebody who's kind of new, you know, like anyone who's been following my content, I speak of it some, that our conscious mind is 5% of the picture, the subconscious mind is 95%. Literally, if you think of like technology or operating system, and I call it to pull the weeds and plant new seeds. Because if you're just using affirmations, or you're just using topical stuff, but you're not dealing with the root cause, nothing changes.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And it, and it's it's so true in so many ways. I mean, because the subconscious is what dictates our, pretty much our life in, in every aspect. And, you know, there's also limiting beliefs that are in there and, and those kind of things too that that play a role. And if we don't become aware or do that work, then you can, like you're saying, the superficial stuff like affirmations or um, even visualizations and those, or even when it comes to, it, it can be, even if it comes to just like, let's say money and you, you, you hire the best money person, investor in the world. It's not going to matter if your subconscious mind is programmed in a way of scarcity or so it's it's some sort of limitations when it comes to money or something like that. It's not going to change anything because yeah. that subconscious mind, to understand some of the neuroscience and neural development and what goes on in our brain, we, we all know now that between the age of zero and seven, actually even before zero. I mean, I, when I say zero, I don't mean the moment you're born. I'm talking about the moment of conception because research has shown now that imprints are things of things that happen. In our environment, maybe mom, maybe mom and partner, dad, whoever, um, they play a role. Our personality gets developed in the womb. And there's imprints, which will mean, for an example, let's say you had, a, let's say a couple has a oopsies, right? And they didn't really want to get pregnant, but they, the, mom, the girl ends up getting pregnant. If they hold on to that energy, that gets imprinted into the baby. And the baby, for some reason, will feel a lack of X, Y, Z. So that's when I say the word zero, I'm talking the moment of conception. And it's it's one of those things that at that development stage, all the way up to age seven, six, seven is when the logic mind's fully starting to kick in. So up until that time, everything is truth. 100% truth. You're taking it in as truth. At the age six, seven, what happens to the brain when logic mind kicks in is his brain says, we know life. We've been here for six, seven years. This is how life is. And so for the next seven to 12, you know, next, you know, between seven and 12, the brain's kind of like testing things out and seeing, is it true? Is it not true? No seven or 12 year old understands that, hey, you know, your experience of what you see shows up in your life is not true. You you can, that can be changed. That can be altered, but we're not taught those things. So what happens between seven and 12 is we think those are real. And we think that, okay, well, hey, this is what I keep seeing a pattern here. This must be real. And what we don't realize is that that's actually something that has been conditioned and built and given into us. You know, I would say beliefs are Beliefs are always something that has been given given to us. It's not something that we create. We can create them later in life. But when we're first, we're zero and six, eight, zero and seven, those beliefs are given to us from our parents, our, our authority figures, family, friends, the environment we grew up in, um, culture in itself or where you are and so forth. And so after age seven, your, your brain literally thinks this is how life is going to be. And it's up to, and if we don't ever take the time to recognize the patterns, things that show up in our life. It could be things that we always say like, oh, this always happens to me. That's something you want to investigate. Why is yeah. that always happening to you? Let's, yeah. Is it just because you're stating it? Which could be that. Um, but sometimes it's something, it's always deeper. And then who taught you that? Well, who used to say that? Or, and I can go down a rabbit hole with this because it's not like a one-way kind of a street when we work. kind of do this stuff. Yeah. Like I was working with a client today and um, we were doing some work and, and he the words he was using, I just, my stomach kept like, uh, I'm very intuitive in what I do. And I was just like, "Whoa, oh, that's heavy. I just, I need to go there. There's something heavy there. Yeah. And as we went down the rabbit hole, all of a sudden I was like the word disappointment. And I'm a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I said, who told you that? Mm-hmm. Now let's get into that. Cause that's important because everything I've been wearing, he's been a client for a couple of months. And I'm like, everything that you've been talking about always ends up like signing, like you're disappointed in yourself. Well, who told you to be disappointed? And all of a sudden it was kind of like a little, a little light bulb went off and he was just like, it was my mom. Oh my goodness. And he just kept going. I thought I was over all this. And I was like, brother, you may have solved it in relationships, but you didn't solve it in financials. And I feel like, cause I'm from what you're seeing, the feedback system of life showing you. And he was just like, holy cow. I said, okay, just take a breather. <laughs> Don't go too into it. So it's, it's digging deep into those things. Understand that. I always say that we are children with big bodies yeah. and, <laughs> The reason why I say that is because all our stuff is between age zero and seven. And if you really want to take control of your life and really choose what you want to have and have those choices, then you have to look at zero to seven. And, and like I said, one of the easiest ways is patterns. What you say always happens or no matter what you do, like one of my wake up calls was I made more money, but my bank account didn't grow. I was like, how the heck I doubled my business, but my bank account's not growing. There is something wrong with this picture. And I already knew I had limiting beliefs in money, but I thought I took care of those. And then I started saying, nope, there's something deeper. I have to go look into this. And then as I did the work, um, I started uncovering limiting beliefs and uh, the energy around money and where I grew up from and so forth. And I was like, okay, then once I solved that, then all of a sudden the bank account grew like crazy. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I go one little thing. And of course I was laughing about it. Cause I knew that was potential. That could be the potentiality where I was Cause everything I studied was like, you do that. And it clears the ceiling. And I was like, let's see if that's true. And uh, when it happened, I remember I was telling my wife, I was like, I can't believe it. I go, look at this. And she's like, Hey, I ain't complaining. I'm like, I know you're not complaining. I'm just like, this is interesting.
0: Okay. Something came to mind while you were sharing that. And I think money is an easy one. Anyone can relate to, or, and I also want to get into self-sabotage if we could. But Mm. here's an example that I I think is easy to comprehend when we're talking about the subconscious mind in our programs. Apparently, at least 70% of lottery winners blow it all within three to five years. And I think that's a great example to show that if you don't understand your subconscious beliefs, your programming, I love the idea of like a thermostat. Ed Milet talks about this a lot. So if your thermostat is 75 degrees and now you've just won millions of dollars, you just increased your thermostat to, let's say, 90, and because that's outside of the mental programming, this abundance, this freedom, this ease, you freaking blow it all because you got to come back down to 75 because that's the programming, right?
1: 100%. I mean, it's you probably heard this before too, where it's like you take all the money in the world. And you spread it across equally to everybody. And they say within about a year, it will be back in the same hands of where it is today.
0: Okay. So you talked about um, habits or blocks or whatever. So I think a great example is anybody who's currently feeling, I use the word stuck. Mm-hmm. So if you're stuck financially, I, I especially on TikTok, people bitch and complain about being single. Like if you're not paying attention to your story, I think it's more like a check engine, like, oh, okay, so I have a limiting belief, a block. If we be one, I believe it's awareness, right? So even just to become aware is one thing. But then how do you quote, reprogram or unlearn to un fuck yourself, right?
1: Yeah. And that's, that's, that takes a little bit. That's, see, the awareness is the hardest part because you got to get to the awareness first, right? And then it usually solves a good portion of the problem. And then from there, it's just, Habits of being aware, like keeping your awareness up, and sometimes I'll I'll do something as simple, and I love doing this, and this has been used for a gazillion different things, and you can use it for a gazillion different things. I use it for this when it comes to my my clients, and I've done this for myself. Is that so? How do we keep awareness mindful of what we're we're doing? Well, you can you can tap into the feeling and know what that feeling is, but unless or you want to be consciously aware of it. But how do we reset it? So what I usually do is I tell them wear a bracelet or a rubber band, and now the brain's always looking for pain or pleasure. That's just how the inputs are. It's, it's a pain. It's always asking the question, is this painful or is this pleasurable? Is this painful or is this pleasurable? And that's how it's going to build memory with it. And so what ends up happening is um, you don't have to do this, but some people need this. I'm one that did, is that you take a rubber band and when you have that old thought process coming back, you have the old, the sequences coming in, that old subconscious program that you you become aware of. You mm-hmm. catch yourself saying the same words, the same story, uh, th- or you get that same feeling, right? When something shows up. Take the rubber band and snap it on your wrist. They'll, they'll enlist a, a response. And then all of a sudden, from that moment, you set the tone of saying, Okay, that's, you just, you just let it go, saying that doesn't serve me anymore. And then you choose what you want that to be. You have an actual opportunity to program it, but you're using words and words are not only, a, it's like an affirmation, but it's not going to create the program change yet because you have to feel it. You got to tap into the feeling. You can't fake this. A lot of people, I did this, checking off the boxes, trying to fake it. Oh, I'm just going to keep saying this because I'm saying it and it works. It should work. Words create your reality. But sorry, my dog's walking in the background with me. Um, But long story short, it's one of those things where you have to get into those feelings and make it feel authentic. Like you got to get excited about it. Right. And you could even cue a little visualization if you want, um, to put an image up there or whatever that may be. Uh, and that is how we can start to reprogram that. And the more you do that, it's going to take time. This is not easy. I always yeah, I always tell people spiritual work or doing this kind of work is takes a lot of it takes a lot of effort because you have to be mindful and monitoring yourself quite often in the beginning. And that's why yeah. I like the whole rubber band thing, because it's easy just to, oh, here we go. Boom. This is what it is. Let me get that feeling. Okay, good. Let me move forward. Yeah. And over time, now everyone's different, but usually um, it could take up to a couple months, but it can be sooner, is you won't have to do that as much anymore. And then all of a sudden, you'll catch yourself not making that that mistake as much anymore or getting back in the old patterns. And that's how you know it's starting to hardwire itself back. in. It's, in, in, it's hardwiring itself into the subconscious to where all of a sudden you just do that automatically and you don't even go back to those old feelings anymore.
0: Okay. I think How I would summarize that in simple terms is, one, the point of the rubber band is a pattern interrupt. Yeah. It's a catch. I I teach like catch and replace. So you're catching that because you you know you're having a negative thought because it doesn't feel good. So that's what I use feelings as the indicator. Oh, oh, shit. I'm doing it again, right? So you pattern interrupt with the rubber band because the saying is nerve cells that fire together wire together. And by consciously choosing to catch that, you're like slowly crumbling that old nerve cell, right? Ultimately over time, you will, right? By building but, this new one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're, you're you're diminishing the neural pathways to one area and you're slowly taking the energy of that and swinging it over to the other one.
0: Thank you, Mr. Science. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you know, like, I don't think this stuff should be complicated. And that's why I try to like, make it as simple and understandable as possible. And ultimately what you shared with me is you're really big and passionate about conscious living. Can you share? Yeah. And I think another way I say that is just being mindful and intentional because otherwise we're living life on autopilot, going through the motions. I used to complain about living life on a hamster wheel because it was every day was pretty predictable. So anybody listening and being like, oh, that is me, I feel that, you know, hitting snooze, going to work, driving home, same shit, different day. How can, what would you recommend to people on getting started on becoming more conscious and aware, the subconscious, and like creating a better reality?
1: Yeah, the first thing is you want to become aware of what's inside your head, your thoughts, right? That's the starting point of anything, because We have fifty to seventy thousand thoughts that go on through our mind each and every day, so I'm not saying to be aware of all those because you just can't. It's what are you giving attention to, right? What's what what are what what thoughts that are you are you choosing to give your energy to? And be mindful of it. And you know, I always ask the question what is it that when would come you, when you have those kind of thoughts, whatever thoughts you pay, give it energy to, is that serving you as and what you want to experience in your life? It may be now or the future self or what you're trying to work towards. And so it's, it's, when you start to do that, and and again, this is not easy to do in the beginning, but eventually you'll get, this gets built in the repetition yeah. and that's going to start to understand that all things starts from thought. I'm not saying thoughts create your reality because there's so many other things that come with it that have to, you know, it's not a lot, you know, the secret that all the thoughts and emotions, or some people say, just change your thoughts, you change your life. And those are all great, but there's, there's a sequence that comes with that because everything's energy and, and thoughts are just one form of that. And we know, we know that thoughts have a vibrational frequency. I mean, heck, thoughts can change the molecular structure of water. Yes. So we, we, we know that there is a vibrational, I mean, one negative thought lowers your immune system. So I'm just using some of the science to kind of support this kind of process. But the reason why that's so critical and become mindful of the thoughts that you give energy to or your focus to is because that is where you're making your first choice and you're going down a path with that. And so when you're choosing the when you're choosing to live consciously, mindfully, present, whatever that may be, um, the the key thing is is you wanna that's the first step into actually living consciously because you're choosing what thoughts you want to give energy to, yeah, and what aligns with you, with your values, with your vision. And I can go down a whole there's a whole list of things that you can tie that to, but I like to just say your future self or who you want to become more of. And, or, and so when you're, that is the first step over anything. And that, to my opinion, my opinion is one of the most, the hardest to do, because it's like, you literally have to be there, but there are easy ways you brought up one of them already, which is feelings. It's the easiest thing in the world. This is what I teach a lot of my clients about is how to tap back into that body and feel again, because when you have a negative thought, you're going to feel that. If I tell you to think of the word hate, your, your vibe is going to go down just from thinking of the word hate. If I said the word love, you're going to have a little bit of an elevated mood that's going to kick in. Now it shows up for everyone differently, but becoming mindful of that and becoming aware of that, that's the first step with it. Because once you have, wherever you felt that feeling, when I said love and hate, for me, it sticks, love and hate shows up in my stomach. So that's the feelings usually there. It's usually between my chest and my stomach is where most of my feelings will come when I'm either in alignment or not in alignment from who I want to become. And so, and, and, and when you become aware of that, you are starting to choose your experience and you're starting to live more in a conscious way, but more importantly, you're, you're, you're creating what you want to create, what's important to you. And thoughts are the first thing that, that is, is the, the, the biggest and first step to, to do that.
0: Okay. I would love to expand more on, because I know you're big on like the feelings part of it. And how I understand this, like as Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches, he's just one example. But his big thing is brain and heart coherence, mind-body alignment. Because again, as we were sharing, if you're just trying to use affirmations to reprogram 95%, the body, the feeling, the habits, the beliefs, the you can't. There's a disconnect. So what is a ritual, a practice, something you do to create that alignment, the coherence removing static
1: yeah it's very similar what dr joe does i I love his work uh and, and what he does but you know tapping into um you know the body your body is the past he talks a lot about this and this is something called cellular memory where you have you you on the perimeter of your cells there's actually it stores memory of some way shape or form that's why uh certain things can affect certain organs and and i learned this when i was learning energy healing and so our what the problem though about our body is is it is it is always in the past. It's a byproduct of a past. You know, it's 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 our karma in other words. Because when we look at karma, a lot of people, you know, karma's gotten misunderstood in some ways yeah. because we think it's karma is all about bad. you do something bad, it's going to come back and get you. That's not karma. It's never been just. It's never been taught that way. Um, karma is all about just. If you look at the Sanskrit word karma, it means actions. And it's an accumulation of actions that you've taken that has led you to where you are, or you can say accumulation of choices that has led you to where you are today, right? So when we talk about feelings, right? What I share and teach, and again, like I said, it's very similar to what Doctor Joe does in some ways, is that I look at ways to say, okay, how can we get you to be the highest vibration of conscious you know, level that we can get you to from an emotional standpoint, right? Is it joy, love, bliss? These are these are the emotions I like to get to work on. Those are very high vibrations. What are some things in your life, and it could be, Dr. Joe talks a lot about tapping into your future self, right? Feel, what does that feel like? Feel that person, you know, get excited. What is that, the emotions that come with that? For me, I'm like, if you can't do that, then go back in your past and look at times in your life where something was absolutely amazing that brought up experiences of joy, bliss, and so forth. Yeah. Where does that show up in your body? How do you feel? What does that get into that feeling? Like I tell them, just you know, stay in a quiet place and just get into that feeling and really just feel. Get really into that. Feel what that feels like. And then, what I teach and what I share is now let go of the attachment or the the trigger to it. it, because we're what happens with the mind is you we're we're always giving our power away. And so if we like say I'm happy because I went to my future self and saw this, or I'm happy because I'm remembering this past experience. And what my goal is, is to try to get my clients and people I teach us to let go of the trigger when the trigger is, is the I'm happy or I'm having this, this emotion because of this and just get into the emotion. And this takes a little bit of work because we're so used to being reactive and I'm trying to then have them be more creative in choosing what they want to have, what they want to have. So when I do this rituals, when I do my own stuff and when I share this, I'm always like, just get happy for no reason. Be happy for no reason. And the easiest way I can explain that, because I like to keep things as simple as possible too, is just go hang around with a three, four year old. That's exactly what I mean. I'm trying to get you to, because if you look at a three, four year old, there's two things about three, four year old that I love that I love a lot about three, four year olds, but this is one of the two big ones that I learned a lot from them. They're at their peak imagination state from a neurological development standpoint. The second thing that three, four year olds do absolutely amazing is they just do what they love. And they just do it because they, they just love the moment of doing it. It's not because if you ask them, why you do this? I just love doing this. It's, it's fun. Well, why is it fun? I don't know. I just love it because it's fun. They don't give you reasons. Because again, logic mind is not fully there. And so <clears throat> that's the kind of state that I try to teach about the feeling side to have be happy for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Now, it takes a little bit of work to get to that point. But when you can do that, then all of a sudden you can have, you can, you can easily raise your vibe at any given moment. But if that's a little hard to do in the beginning, just use something either in the future and get excited about or look in your past of things that have made you like for me, it was always sports, but it it, it or marrying my wife or having my first daughter. I mean, there's a lot of things now that I have. But before all that, those events happened. Um, it was always sports was the easiest one for me.
0: Something that came to mind when you were sharing that is, you know, I think a lot of because we're talking about conditioning and programming. We've created these conditional statements. I'll be happy when I get that raise, more money in a relationship, in a home. I mean, I played that game. That's what I knew. And no fault. I didn't know at the time. But it's like now that you know more, do better. So what I hear you saying is you don't need to wait for that end result to give you that emotional or state of being, right? Instead, the point is, like Dispenza teaches – Clear intention, elevated emotion. When you are just feeling so gratitude, joy, peace, abundant. When you feel that way with nothing external, then you become the magnetic force drawing those things to give you more of that. Right?
1: It's 100%. That's why all the ancient wisdom, all the spiritual teachings, that's what they all talk about.
0: And I think what causes so much of our suffering is being attached to outcomes results financial relational health waiting for the thing in the quote future to bring us that feeling right
1: absolutely it's a whole trap in itself because yeah you know i, I explained it this way where it's like everything's energy quantum physics has shown that they call it quanta and it's one of those things that when you understand that everything's energy what we think we're trying humans like to go against nature in the universe in a lot of ways we don't, we, we've learned, like, for example, we live, we live on the earth now, we don't live with it. And, and, and what I mean by that, there's a lot of things I can explain about that, but I'll get to that in a moment. But it's one of the things where the universe has these, the universe has been around for what, 11, 12 billion years, you know, give or take this planet's been around for about 4.5 billion years, give or take humans have been around, depend who you read. It could be 10,000, 300,000 years old, give or take roughly around there. But when you look at the time frame of humans, even at 300,000 years. That, that's nothing compared to what the earth has been around for. Yeah. There's these laws of things of how it works. Everything's energy. Everything starts from energy first. Everything comes from non-physical to physical. It has to have an energy imprint in order to do that. But for some reason, humans, we've gotten conditioned, in many, and I think deliberately in some ways, um, programmed to think we've been shown, right? The American dream. Here's the house. Oh, when I have the house, look at the commercial. Look at the people. They're happy. Okay. Cause they have the house. You look at commercials, you'll see the whole programming. It's once you want me just saying that if you, be, if you just really download that in and holy cow and you, you will see now, oh, I see the have, do, be. Oh my God, have this, to do this, to be this, right? Take this medication. You're going to feel absolutely amazing. And then you can be that person you want to be. Look at how the and, I, and then literally they they know this so well on how to condition our minds or just pull emotions from us. Yeah. Um, psychologically in this aspect is because you'll see it in that sequence. You'd have this, which is the medication. Then they'll show you doing what you love to do. And then you be that person. It's just, it's fascinating. But
0: yeah,
1: it's a trap I say, because in the quantum what quantum physics has proven before this was also just woo woo spiritual stuff but quantum physics has come out and actually been supporting and proving this that we when we're all energy then that means that we are vibrating at certain frequencies and each frequency manifests up in a different presentation in the physical realm yeah. When we, when we vibrate and we all hear this, we all know this already law of attraction, right? So when you're vibrating at a certain frequency, you're going to attract the things in your life. So when you're being the element of being happy and being blissful and being joyful, and you can hold into that frequency, more things will show up into your life or the things that you'll do will be in that alignment to continue that. And then you'll eventually have whatever it is that you wanted to have in the first place, but you have to be that person first. It's not, I have a million dollars and then all of a sudden I can do the things I love and then I could be that person. It's, I have to be like a millionaire. I have to think like a millionaire, not the conditioning of what the conditioning of a millionaire is. You know, it could be the big house, fancy cars, and that. If you love that, great. But it, it's more about what is a, I always tell you, you have to be authentic. That's part of the equation when it comes to attracting a life you desire. What's authentic to you that matters to you about being a millionaire? And then, how is that person going to think? How are they being? How are they reacting? How are they showing up? How do they walk? How do they talk? How do they move? That's your future self. Be that now. I'm not saying to go spend money like a millionaire. Some people take that the wrong way when I share this. And I'm like, no, you, you got to be conservative where you are. But, but the point I'm trying to make is that you, it's the more of the thinking process. It's the being process. And how are they spending their time and their habits and what they do? And then start doing those things. And when you do that, it's an alignment, and eventually you will have it. It's it's, it's law. It will happen as long as you stay in alignment with that vibrational frequency.
0: I would love to share with you because you speak my language. I understand this, but we're also fully immersed in it. So I would love to give like an actual tangible takeaway. Anybody listening and watching, do this. This is just what I did. Because ultimately what we're talking about is this version 2.0, aka our highest self. What I did, and, and this is like radical honesty with yourself, but I sat down and I was like, okay, who I'm currently being and, you know, why I had the blocks in my business and relationships and energy, like low vibe, whatever. I had to get honest. And I was like, well, I'm sitting in self-doubt. I'm procrastinating because I feel like an imposter. Like I had to write all this crap down. I was consistently inconsistent um, and bitching and complaining. Okay, well- that identity, that version of me is not going to have the things I desire, the social group I want, the impact I want. So anyway, then I got clear, okay, what does that version of me look like? And it was somebody who has unwavering faith, shows up every single day. And look, I'm human. I might have bad days, but guess what? They're fleeting or I, I fall off track for momentarily. I don't fall into those funks for days and weeks anymore. And again, this is what I call building the mindset muscle, but I believe, and I wrote it down, you know, I have it um, in front of me so I can see it daily. But if you're clear on what that version of you looks like and not all the things you have, just who you would be, characteristics, consistencies, what you're, so like, if you want to let go of doubt, well, then you have faith, right? Or confidence or you're consistent, whatever your things are. That is just like to remind yourself, oh, that's who I'm being. That's who I'm being, right? That's just what I did.
1: No, and and that's dead on. And the thing too, I would just add, let go of the attachment of what the outcome is. So like, right. Cause let's say you want to, let's say you want to have a seven figure business or you want to be in this best shape and, oh man, I've been doing this for six months. I'm still not there. Or I've been here for a year and look at all these people on social media talking about these things. And it's like, this is not about just, just keep being the person when the divine timing happens, because yes. it will happen, yes. everyone, ha- you know, and some people say, well, it, you know, some people in the spiritual, like the low universe laws, um, universal law or uh, aspect will always be like, well, yeah, but once you have the energy alignment, it happens instantaneously. I'm like, where? We're not spiritual. That doesn't happen. We're not in the spiritual world. Spiritual world means as soon as you light link to the vibration, it's instantaneously here. I go, we live in a physical reality. So this is a mm-hmm. game. There's a, there has to be a, I mean, it is starting to shrink down in time, but I'm like, we still have to go through five. We have to have to go through time and space in order to get to where we want to. Like yeah. I go, until the veil has, you know, things have shifted and changed, and there's something that's outside of what I know. I'm like, there is something called law of gestation, which states there's a specific amount of time for something that happens in the physical realm. Everything has it. Every single thing, the idea, your dream, your vision, the earth to have a baby. Um, they're all take time. And I always say just let go of the attachment. Like I do a lot of vision work with a lot of my clients and I always tell them at once. And sometimes it takes them a couple of weeks to get it done. Sometimes it takes them a month and it's really in-depth, deep questions. And at the end when they're done, I say, okay, let that vision go now. And they're like, hold up. You made me do all this work and I've been busting my behind. And you just said, you said it's so nonchalant. You're like, just let it go now. Let it go. That's it. You're done. And they're like, I don't understand. I said because here's the thing: you're, you're going to hold an attachment to that, and it'll never happen. I said I want you to let it go and never think about it again because you've already uploaded to the universe. You already you already set your intention. Now, if you're if you really did the work, you set it. Now, here comes the work. You got to focus on that vibe every day. Focus on that vibe yeah. every single day. But anyhow, long story short, it would be the attachment is the only thing I would say onto that. But yeah, yeah it's dead on. You, you're you're it's about just being the person. Uh, yes. and, and I love the work that you did there.
0: Okay. I, you're right. And what I, what I do when I have a desire, something I want, how I've been able to let go of the attachment because otherwise, because wanting keeps something at bay. Mm. So whenever I have a desire, a, a wish an experience, I always write. So I, I do it on index cards because then I have the, emo- I have the, what the emotions I would feel when that's already happened. And I end it with this, this or something even better. So I open it up. And a lot of times, yeah, that's just fun. That's a whole nother story, right? We could talk about all the manifestations that's come our way because we're applying this work.
1: Yeah. And isn't it always cool too? Like I wouldn't say all the time, but there's a good high percentage that it always ends up being better than you can, that you, and than you expected.
0: Yes. Well, because we, we live, if we're trying to make something happen, we can only come from a limited perspective of past experiences, right? When there's infinite ways it could happen so get exactly. out of your own way okay i love it question since you do the coaching and, and you work with a lot of people too what do you find is like a common theme a common block whether it be a belief a habit what do you see that humanity's doing
1: the biggest one i've been seeing lately um and i had this too self-sabotage yes we 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 want things, but then we 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 self sabotage every aspect of it, and to not achieve that. And self sabotage can show up in so many different ways. It can be knowing to do the things you need to do, and you just you're not you know you're not doing you're not doing them. But it it's more at the level I see it. More is I call it baggage, and you're taking baggage from your past and you're bringing it into the present, thinking it's gonna be the same experience. Um, and it's one of those things that you're, you're, what you're, what you're doing in the mind is in the ego is kind of, in the mind, the ego, um, your conditioning mind is kind of saying, Hey, uh, we've had this experience for so many times. This is just what's going to show up today. You know, Joda, Dr. Joe Spencer talks about the body. There's a lot of other people talk about this in different ways. And it's, it's one of those things that we're, we're constantly not unreal, un- not realizing that we're showing up and sabotaging the day before the day even starts. And it's really getting like I wake up every morning. I go, it's going to be a brand new day. This is a brand new day, brand new day with new experiences. I can't wait to see what's going to show up for today. Yes. And that's just something I say um, in my head when I get up first thing in the morning. And I'm like, all right, let's go. I'm going to my morning may look a little similar in the beginning. um, But then as soon as I sit down and get to my day to start doing stuff, I'm like, here we go. I have no idea what's going to show up. And really, I, I'm not even going to put energy. I don't have any expectations of what's going to. Um, I'm just okay. going to enjoy the day and whatever shows up, shows up, and and I'm going to have fun in the process. And um, that's a little, that was hard, I, you know, five years ago, six years ago, that wasn't me. I was very like, control the day. This is what I want to see for outcomes. Here's my goal of one. I want to get here. Um, I want to have this many reach outs, this many people here, this minute. And it's like, I'm more very easy going in that process. but. We, we do that in many different ways and the self-sabotaging and it's, it's understanding that you have to see, this is literally a new day. Like this is a, it's a clean slate. Everything you had in your past yesterday and everything from a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, that doesn't exist today. You know, this is why God calls it the present, right? And it's that present moment. It's a gift to us to have a whole nother chance to learn, to work towards, to achieve whatever it is that we want to. And I think the biggest thing that we do in humanity is we, we, we self-sabotage it. I mean, a lot of people are, uh, you know, just in general, a lot of people are on on the hedonic wheel, right? The, the, the hamster wheel just constantly doing the same thing over and over. And they don't understand, you know, years later, why am I in this place or why is this happening to me? Or why didn't I get to this level or, or, or achieve these things? And it's, it's coming back to not seeing that every day is a gift. And it's, it's, it's a cliche. We've heard it so many different times, but it really is. It's a gift. And, and it's really a clean slate to start fresh over. It's a blank page in your book of life that you can drastically change wherever the direction you were going to where you want to go now.
0: Two things came to mind when you were sharing that one real quick, because then I want to touch on self-sabotage one. I love the idea that life is a mirror, so, where, and I think Abraham Hicks even says this, but wherever you're at today or what you're experiencing today is simply a reflection of your past thinking and being. You don't smudge a mirror, you don't break a mirror, you change the reflection, which is an inside job, right?
1: 100%.
0: That's how much power we have it is that shift, but it's living consciously. The second thing, I'm curious to know your perspective. I believe self sabotage is a symptom of a much deeper rooted problem and i believe self-sabotage comes from ultimately if you dig down feeling unworthy or not enough
1: yeah lack of self-worth it's one of the biggest ones because you don't think you're worthy of having whatever it is that you're desiring and so unconsciously because you it's in your mind it's programmed there you're going to disrupt it in some way, shape, or form. And this can come in relationships, it's come in business, it doesn't come in anything. Some people can have the most amazing partner, but because they don't believe they have a worthiness of an amazing relationship, they will destroy or do something in some way, shape, or form when it comes to that. Same thing when it comes to money. Oh, man, I just, you know, like, I can't believe I spent the money on this. I went, I went all in and I lost it all and this and that. And it's, and again, going back to it, well, why does it keep happening? Well, look at, they had an opportunity and they overdid it or they did some, or they get impulsed by or whatever they may be. It shows up in so many different ways. but the point is, um, they're they're truly that's there is a deeper level to that and it's 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 thinking that you're not worthy of having whatever it is that you you choose. And I think that's part of the construct. it's very big in the collective. Uh, when I say collective, I just mean the collective human consciousness um, of that of not being worthy enough and, and in so many ways.
0: And that's where you got to pull the weeds and plant new seeds. Okay. Question, because I know you're big on conscious living. So can you walk us through maybe an average day or what are your maybe non-negotiable rituals that you're doing to like be proactive with the mindset work to be consciously creating?
1: Yeah. So just tell everyone work less that, that helps out a lot. Um, um, I, uh, This is why I call it like effortless success. So me, a successful day for me. So some people ask what's your success? What's a successful day for you? For me is making sure I do everything I need to do for me and my self-care, my mindset, my health and everything. And because that builds up my reserves, that keeps me at my best and allows me to be at my present moment. And then I'll take action as needed to do whatever it is going to show up. But it's a feeling, it's a calling. It's not a, uh, oh, I got to do this, 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 this. It's like, what am, I, what am I really feeling that today needs to be done today? What What's showing up for me? And then I just go and do. Um, so what I do every morning, like I said, my mornings are very similar. So every morning I'll get up. I always make my little organic decaf coffee. I make a yerba mate tea. I get that ready. I bring it up. And then the first thing I'm going to go do is I'm going to do a quick session of breath work and meditate for anywhere from. And there's no there's no like each day, every single day, it's like 10, 15 minutes up to 30 minutes. It just depends on where I'm at in that meditation. And sometimes I feel like I need to stay longer. Sometimes it's like, I could be 10 minutes and be like, yep, I'm hitting a wall. I feel like I'm done. I feel like I I did my meditation for today. And then, uh, you know, I get out of that, and I do a little bit of some some writing if I felt something came up that I want to just do, uh, just to see, check in where I'm at with things, with what I'm working, you know, emotionally what's showing up, um, get my vibe right, get my intention right, do a little like Joe Dispenza work, right, tap into the future really quick to see myself into the future, of who I am, and just connect that future self with the present, and then say, okay, here I am, that's that future Vic, this is who I am today. Then I start my day, I do a little bit of work, and then after that, I'll. Um, uh, I'll make sure I work out. I do I have a cold plunge, so I jump in cold water every single day, forty degrees. actually, I'm gonna do that right after this podcast. um to challenge it's more for spiritual and mental, but it's to just um, I'll do that aspect of it. Um, let's see what else is there. One, two, three, four, five. Um, I think i'm I'm at the end of that. Oh, yeah. And then um my gratitude practice at night. that's the other thing that I'll do. Uh, that's consistent every single day because I just look at the day and I'm just appreciative of whatever showed up good or bad I mean there's really nothing bad in life that's my that's my belief system that's the code I follow but at the same token it's just appreciation appreciating what has shown up and what was something great today and then just saying appreciating the day thanking God thanking this whole time that I had to and to have for this experience and then go to sleep and start all over.
0: I love that. And you bookend it, right? You start with something intentional, you end it with intentional. And that way we're more the driver. We're in the driver's seat of our life rather than on that hamster wheel. I love that. Yeah, Question. I mean, f- oh, go, go ahead.
1: ahead. No, no, that no, was it. A-
0: something I asked you before we started was what is your billboard message to humanity? And you said, trust the process. I think it's a great saying, but how can we actually embody that and actually trust life?
1: That is such a hard thing. I had a coach in 2017 tell me, he's like, you need to learn to trust the process. I'm like, man, I'm trusting the process. I've let go of everything. I don't get what you're saying. And then I realized later in the meditation, I'm like, I, I saw myself resisting. And I'm like, that means I don't trust the process. But, you know, trusting the process and really to, it, it, to let go is, you know, a lot of times our brain, especially what's showing out in our life, if it's, te- you know, fears, if it's like, you know, lack of money or business is not growing where you want it to, or, you know, maybe you want to have this relationship or you want to have a partner and you just can't find it, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where when you, when I say trust the process, it's coming back to what we talked a little about earlier, which we do have, which is, you know, if you understand that principle that everything's energy, you just have to set your vibe every day. And you know that as long as you're setting the vibe every single day, the universe is going to work with you, God and whatever you want to call it, and it's going to um, bring to you uh, because you're set you know every action has a reaction so you're setting that out there and it's going to come back into the field going to come back to you of what it is that you seek as long as you're keeping your vibe where it needs to because when we don't keep our vibe where it needs to or we're, we're creating a dis, uh, disharmony or not a coherence in a way with the universe of our message to be clear. So trusting then is knowing that the universe life has its back for you. Now, for some people, they may say, that's great, but I can't do that. Okay, that's fine. Your brain has a, life gives you a feedback system that your brain can work with. So it can calm that ego part of you a little bit because it's always looking for patterns. Life is always going to give you what you're vibing out into the field. Your most pressing thoughts, your words, your stories, your beliefs, Everything that you're showcasing into the field, the universe, whatever you want to call that, it's going to bring back to you in the physical realm. And so you'll always be know you'll always know where your vibe is and where your attention and focus is based on what show up in your life. So trust the process. And you, if your brain's kind of like saying ah, know that whatever's going to be showing up is going to be where you've been focusing the most. And if it's not what you desire, if it's not what you choose, well, you are choosing it, but. Then you can go ahead and say, I just got to re-correct myself a little bit here. Maybe I need to focus more on my intention. Maybe I need to take a little bit more self-care because if I'm getting frustrated with this, take some time to relax. But trusting that process to know that you're in a co- you're co-creating with the universe, and when you can truly let go, let go of all attachments, let go of all expectations. There's something that comes from that. And I, and I, 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 I've, I've had, I've, I've been, I'll be honest, this is something I have to work hard at, um, because it's still my, my brain, my left brain loves to be like figuring things out, plan things and do all this stuff. And it's like, dude, just chill out. Like, let's, let's just enjoy the process. But when Mm -hmm. I do this, um, there's this beautiful dance with life. Like I can literally just sit back and be like, you know what, here's what I'm going to be creating for today. Here's my intention. Here's where I'm trying to move in the next three to six months. And I know it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to. And even when it doesn't go to my expect, you know, maybe what I wanted, I let go, but it's still like, I was like, I was hoping for that, but oh, well, something always comes out way more beautiful than I could ever imagine. Always does. And it always has, at least in my life. I'm not saying it's always for the good. Like sometimes it could be like, man, I thought the business was going to take off in six months or a year and get me to where I needed to be. And uh, it's taken like two and a half years. But the journey of who I became in that process is what I'm talking about is the beautiful part yes i fall more in love with myself and then i start to see man universe you got me again it's like i thought i had this all figured out now the person who i'm becoming oh hell i'll go through that five times more Mm -hmm. so but letting go and knowing that the universe is always there to support you and don't get attached to those outcomes trust the process trust that it's working with you and that you know and don't let the distractions get to you either because that's another thing that social media i I don't want to bash it all the time there's good in it too but um, but we can get so easily distracted in social media nowadays. And, and especially in the business world where you're, you know, you're looking at other people who may be similar to what you do and they're like blowing up and they're doing this and that. And you're just like, man, I don't get it. I've been doing this for this long and I can't, you know, so know that everything's working in divine timing, know that everything's working out for your greatest good always.
0: Yeah. Social media can be a trap, but even then it's being mindful and accounts you're following. I I have to share this and, and then I'm going to wrap up the interview. But when you were sharing that whole idea of trusting the process and letting go, I'm very visual. And what came to mind was like, we have two options, right? A fork in the road. You can enjoy the ride on this lazy river. It's just coming, it's flowing, or you can be whitewater rafting classified rapids, you know, drowning, hitting boulders, struggling, efforting, resisting. And so it's like you get to choose. That's what came to mind.
1: And here, you want to know if I can just add to that? Yeah. Either way you choose, most of the time, it's going to take the same time to get to where you want to get to. Most of the time, not always. Sometimes the the lazy river will get you there faster because there's less bumps in the roads. But most of the time, it's going to end up being the same anyhow. It's just really a choice of which one do you want to do. Yeah.
0: We talked about a lot. We covered a lot of things today. What do you believe is one key takeaway you want listeners to get?
1: Man, there's a lot. I would say the subconscious mind is one of the biggest ones, you know, like how to be be, how it really controls and dictates our life and that you can't do yourself out of that. You really have to do some retrospective stuff and really um, be aware, just take some time and be mindful of the present and, and be aware of the patterns that are showing up in the stories that you tell yourself. And then just start asking those questions. Why do I say this all the time? Why is this, you know, why is this, why is that, why is this? And you'll start to go backwards and and start to get to where the root cause of that was. And that can, you can, then you can just flip the flip the script from there and uh, choose a new one that uh, belief, limiting belief, whatever it may be, or whatever that, 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 it, that, the uh, that's programmed in the subconscious to, have a whole different experience. I think that's one of the biggest ones because then you, once you turn that into automatic and it gets into your subconscious in a new way,
0: yeah.
1: your whole life has changed.
0: I love this. All right. I have a few rapid fire questions for you. What is a quote or motto that you live by?
1: Mastering others is strength, but mastering yourself is true power by Lao Tzu. That is a quote that I, uh, nice. that it changed my life when I first heard it. And um, there's so much. I can I can write a whole book on that quote. And one day I might, cause I really love his work, but, um, that's a, that's a quote I live by always trying to master my, to master myself. So I can always express my true power every single day.
0: I think, yes. Self-mastery is key. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend?
1: I'm listening to like five right now. Um, <laughs> let me see. What's the one I was listening to just, just earlier today. Um, I'll, I'll share one that I could recommend. I think this is one, this is I, I call it my Bible uh conversations with god by donald uh, donald neil, walsh.
0: neil think donald should, walsh
1: yeah neil donald walsh i think everyone should read that book at least once
0: yeah i i've been subscribed to his daily newsletter for years and i i love his little messages all right final question what advice would you give your younger self
1: believe in yourself and be patient
0: mm-hmm. I love that. Dr. Vick. I loved today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh no, thanks for having me. This was a blast.
0: Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.